Welcome back to the show. There's no telling where we'll go. So come and share a laugh on the Imp and Skiz podcast. Well, we get a lot of requests for this, and it's something that I think we both knew we were going to talk a little bit about, but I almost think we wanted to wait a little bit longer, but we decided not to and talk yeah. about parenting. Yeah, it's a scary one. Yeah. It's a scary, scary topic because I don't for an instant presume I'm an amazing parent, no. you know, and it maybe it goes back to the imposter syndrome stuff, but I don't really feel like I'm going to be able to sit here and presume I'm an expert in this department. Right. Nobody gave me a manual. No, I know. And I can, I, I feel like if I wrote a book on all the things I wish I did differently, it would just be the longest book ever. I really mm-hmm. do feel that way, which is probably kind of odd for people to hear because I get a lot of feedback from you. I mean, you yeah. know, the, the community thinks I'm a, I'm a great dad, which makes me feel great, but you actually see firsthand that, and you think I'm a great dad. Tango sees firsthand. He thinks I'm a great dad and it all means a lot to me, but uh, at the end of the day, I, there's so many times I look back, I'm like, what, what was I doing? What was I thinking? And I, and, but I think that's okay. I, I think it's, it, I have my own take on what it is to be a proper parent. And I, and I have times where there's advice of mine that I need to take more of. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have other things where I had, it had to be too late. You know what I mean? I made all those mistakes and it had to be too late, but, uh, we just, we just you, there. You said it perfectly. There is no manual. There's no manual, people. Yeah, and and, and everybody's different too. Everybody's you know? different, and every day of the week is different. Not yeah. only, I mean, you see, you have three children. I have two, and it's amazing. Like even with just two, like they're just so different. They're so different. Yeah. I look at my brothers. Right. They're raised by the same exact people. Why? Why are we so fantastic? <laughs> We're so different. Yeah. Because people are just different. I think that it has that, that, you know, parenting is really what it comes down to it. Now I, you know me, dude, I do a lot of, I love cinema and I always go back to that stuff, but there's, um, uh, there, there's a movie. Um, I don't know if you ever saw, did you ever see parenthood? Who's in it? It's so believe it or not, Keanu Reeves is in, he's very young and Joaquin Phoenix is in it. He plays like a 14 or 15 year old. Like it's, it's really, it's, it's so Steve Martin is the biggest. Okay. That's what, yeah. yeah, Okay. I was waiting for you to say Steve Martin. I think, I think I remember that, but it's probably been decades since I've seen it. Yeah. There, there is this, when I saw this movie, this, there's a scene in that movie that resonated with me later, right? It was a resignation grenade where I was too young to understand it at the time, but I, I get it now to a colossal level where essentially, so you have Steve Martin's character, uh, who's a, one of the dads. And then he also has a brother who is just through and through this brother's a complete loser and their dad, it does everything. Um, you know, Steve Martin's dad does everything he can for the brother because that, that's his son. Right. But that all the, all the dude does is just mess up. He's just such a loser. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene where Steve Martin and his dad, and I'm, I'm spacing the actor's name and I feel terrible for that, but, uh, Steve Martin and the dad are talking and the dad is talking about the worry that you feel for your kids. And here he's talking about the brother who's a grown man who has a kid of his own. And he says, it never stops. It just never stops. And what's interesting, I didn't get that as a kid, mm-hmm. but I get it now because my, my kids are, are, are growing up. I have a, I, my son is 24 years old. He's not the baby that he was. It never stops. He's going to be 30, 40. He's still going to be my, my little guy. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. it, it's in, I, as a kid watching this scene, I didn't get it, but it got to a point where it's like what he's, what he's illustrating here is it's not about the good part of being a parent. It's about the part that kind of sucks is that the worry never goes away. Yeah. That's almost a little kind of a 
prison sentence in a way. I mean, no, <laughs> not not a really good way to say that, but it was one of those things where I used to use the phrase, and I don't I don't subscribe to this, but I used to say, if I knew I was going to love my kids as much, I'm not sure I would have had them because I, it's my heart is out there. You know, this is why you're watching me go through this, you know, as I just moved my daughter back yeah. into her dorm on the other side of the nation again. And it's very, very, it's very difficult, right? But I just find myself in the space where all I want to do is I just want to just love them and just give them everything they can. And, and, and I probably spoil them too much or whatever, but I don't, I don't have all the answers. I know I'm always trying to have the right answers in regards to what it is to be a proper parent. You, I want to hear you, you look at this. You're, you're a good dad. And I want to know what is it that, what do you, is it you think you do right? And what is it you think you did a little better? <laughs> well, well, first of all, before we get into that, and we'll get back to that, but I was just wondering, as you were saying like, oh, it never goes away. I'd love to know if my parents today still feel that way and worry about both. I have a sister, so both their kids, yeah. you know, as much as we do when, our kids are young and they're at home with us, you know, like I, I, I wonder, and I, and your parents too, would love to, to know, you know, if they still worry about their kids, you know, in the same way, that'd be interesting to, to, to know, but I definitely with your situation, your kids moving out now yeah. and kind of starting that next chapter of their life where they're no longer uh, dependent on you as a parent. And they're trying to go spread their wings and figure out who they are and figure out how to live their own lives. I almost feel like, that would be more scary because now they're no longer like under your, yes. under your roof, under your watch, under your care. And there's so many things they could get into or, or have missteps in um, that could be really bad. So that's got to be super scary. But as far as parenting for me, like one of the, one of the things I'll start with the, with, with something I, I already kind of feel guilt about as a parent is that um, we talk about how, hard working I am, right? You've given me accolades in previous podcasts about how how hard working I am and all that. Well, one thing I didn't keep in balance through my life in in this working space was giving enough time to my family, to my kids. Like looking back now, there was like the last decade I worked my tail off two jobs, you know, my my full-time job plus content creation. And there was a lot of sacrifices in the family space that I made to where I we could have done more vacationing. I could have given more time to um, go to my son's practices or whatever. Um, you know, my daughter was in gymnastics. I could have gone to taken her to more practices, could have spent more time just as a family going out and doing hikes and getting out and whatever, where I would say, you know, no, I got to work. Right. I was always working and, and doing that. So um, now looking back, because that was such a crucial time in, in their lives, you know, especially my two oldest, right, who are now in their late teens and wanting less to do with me. Um, I missed out on, on a big piece of their time growing up that they actually would have wanted to be around me. And I could have taught them, uh, how to be, you know, better humans or or whatever, how to, how to be, you know, successful on their next stage. And that's kind of like the ultimate goal of parenting, I think is to prepare your children to be successful in life or to be happy, um, either way. So I feel guilt about that. Like I overworked and under, parented i feel like and and maybe that's just me you know we are always our worst our own worst critics yeah, yep. so maybe that's me looking in like as you said like you do feel like i was a a good dad and i'd like to believe that as well but i at the same time can't help but look at that chunk of time that i missed and time sucks because there's no going back you know like like 
that's done. Those ages are done. And now I need to figure out how to make up for it somehow in the future. So feel a little bit of guilt about that, but I did do a lot of things. I did still carve out time. Like, don't get me wrong. I wasn't completely like gone from my kids' lives. Like I still coached my son's football team. I still went to all my daughter's gymnastics meets and took her to practice here and there and stuff like that. So I, I was yeah, there. You did for all them. that, man. And uh, I watched it. Yeah, I, I gave them. You know, I tried to do my best to make sure that I could give them those opportunities because not everybody's that fortunate, right? Mm-hmm. To to be able to participate in things like that, and especially gymnastics is expensive. And so, you know, had I been in a different situation, might not even be able to afford that, you mm-hmm. know. And so that's that's you know that's it's too bad when when that can't happen. But there's always. There's always ways to be there for your kids, whether it's it's through events like that or just spending quality time and having those conversations with them that are going to help them become better, you know, eventual adults, you know. Yeah, it's when it comes down to it, I think it, one of the things and I know you've heard me say this before, but sort of the rule of thumb, if you will, is that when you're one of your kids is asking to do something with you and I am I am talking about when they're really young, um, actually for the most part, this is, has to do with them being young. When they ask to do something with you, whether they want to go throw the ball or they want to kick it around or they whatever it is, the answer is, the answer is yes. It's unequivocally yes. It's always yes. And that's mm-hmm. easy because now you don't have to think about it. It yeah. means it's yes. Now, if you're in the middle of a meeting and you're speaking, I mean, I know there's, there's merit, there's differences here, but you will recognize those differences. You'll know, you'll know when you prioritized finishing the dishes over going to throw a frisbee you'll you'll recognize when you prioritize working on that project inside the garage over going to the park you know to go hit the swings with your kid you'll be able to recognize that and here's what's interesting if you prioritize all the nonsensical stuff over this and i'm being this is a this is a direct statement i am referring to the dishes as nonsensical (laughs) when it comes to creating a memory with your child if you prioritize that over those moments you will remember that you will remember that you lost an opportunity because when they grow up and you look back and you wish you could have those days back. Yeah. Those moments are going to come out. And I remember thinking, I don't ever want to feel that way. So the answer is always going to be yes. Yeah. To the point where, I mean, I've had a project in the garage I'm working on and my daughter came as many years ago. She came out, she's like, Hey, can we throw? And I just dropped. Yep. The answer is yes. You know, we just go. Yeah. And to the point to where I am, I am failing at that own advice right now because my son who is, who you've seen him, he's, he's a fitness trainer and he's, you know, he's huge into fitness. He's been asking me over and over again to work out with him. And I, and I won't, I won't, I need, I need to do it. I need to go over, get over myself. I don't want to do mm-hmm. it. Cause I'm like, dude, I'm just going to, I'm really, really going to slow you down. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like I'm going to be very embarrassed because I, you, you look the way you do. And I look like this and I cannot lift what you lift. But it's, I not about, it's not about, it's not that about that, man. He just wants to spend he some just, time with that's his dad, right. which is a, which is not always going to be the case. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially when they get to certain ages, but um, I think we should clarify one thing that you said, though, is like the answer is always yes. It's not it's not like every time your kid wants something, you say yes. Oh, it's no, not, no, no, no. It's not no. that like it's not like, hey, hey, dad, I want an iPad. And you're like, yes, no, you know, yeah, it, you're no. saying like specifically if they're asking for your time, yes, not necessarily your money. Yeah. If they're asking to create a memory with you, <laughs> yeah. you better say yes. So so I. I'm really glad you cleared that up like, because it's not like, oh, yeah, eat chocolate for dinner. That's not what I'm saying. Right. And there's there's a reason. I mean, spoiling is exactly that, right? You're spoiling their ability to survive later. That's what it is when you spoil somebody. But if you're going to spoil them, spoil them with memory making. Yeah. Right. I, I was, what was it? Uh, I asked my my daughter, She this was a couple times ago that she was out here, right, from from New York. 
And I asked her, you know, what do you want to do? There's a couple of days left or whatever. And she said, I want to go to, I want to go to As You Wish, which is where, it's where you paint ceramics. And then they, and that thing is a, that's a time sink, right? That's a time sink. But I was like, okay, like the, it was just me and her at the time, right? We just did this with the family not too long ago, but it was just me and her at the time. Well, I didn't quite um, take a peek at the actual time and how long it was going to take. And I found, I felt terrible because I had a stream coming up. But it wasn't just a me stream. It was a collab stream. Mm. And, and I have, that's something, if it's a me stream, I'll cancel it, right? But yeah. once a collab, there's people depending on you. I, I hold that in high regard, right? So I, we're doing it. We were there for a couple hours and turns out I'm like, this is taking way longer than I thought it was going to. So I was like, I need you to, I'm sorry. I need you to hurry up a little bit. Like I felt awful. Oh, yeah. I felt, I was like, this is the worst thing ever, but I need you to hurry up a little bit to the point. And she was super cool about it. I was like, we'll come back when you come back out here and I will make sure that we have enough time, yeah, your right? Schedule's clear. Yes, it will. It, I will not make this mistake again. And so we came out, but the premise being that 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 the memory itself is what had in tremendous priority. The, the memory itself is something that, in the moment, you don't sometimes always realize that you're creating those, or that they're asking you. I don't think they realize that they're asking to create those. Mm -hmm. And you just you just got to give in and lean in because you're going to blink and they're going to grow up and yeah. it's going to shock you and. Yeah, that's that's the point is is like I, I say I, I hold this extreme guilt about how much time I missed with my kids and the fact that I'll never get that back. And I, all I can do now is just try to be better in the future and really take to heart what you're saying. If your kids want to do something with you, they want your time, they want to make memories. It's always yes, unless you have some sort of real obligation yeah. that you just absolutely cannot drop. Yeah. And even then you know, at least be clear with them. Like, you know, I, I do want to do this and we can do this after, but I have to do this first. But yeah. if it's something like doing the dishes, I think that can wait. Yeah. You know, although you probably should pre rinse at least. Cause like the food gets stuck on the place. <laughs> if you leave so like, I always at least try to pre rinse and then that then takes one second. That's fine. <laughs> you can go ahead and fly like that. You know, it, it, it's to the point to where, so one of my favorite activities to do was, and we all know my, my daughter's a ball player. She plays softball and she's a stud and she's, it was been just such a fun journey watching her grow. Well, when she was very little and we would throw, we'd be very close up and, you know, she, you know, get that arm cocked back and throw it and all that. And then it got to you fast forward the clock. And now it's like, don't blink. Cause that thing's cooking. And I, you know, what's funny is I've now, I've always wanted you to actually come cat, like put on a glove. She'd break just, my hand. I just, just for you to be like, what just happened? She'd because, break my hand. Yeah. She would, I wouldn't be able to create videos for like uh, she, a month. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but before she was primarily catching, I remember when, like she, she was able to throw people out at home from center field. I saw her, I thought dude, the best one ever was she was a right fielder and this ball was hit that was between right and, and center. She fished it up and threw out the batter at one. Like it was, that was when I was like, dude, this is my, my girl's got a cannon. But when we would throw, well, I played a lot of baseball as a kid and I legitimately threw my arm out. Right. I, I, I spit on the table. I, <laughs> uh, I, threw my arm out when I was 18 because I was an idiot. I, I used to pitch and then I didn't pitch for years because I gave everything to drumming. And then I decided to start pitching again. And I just, I'm an idiot. And and I, I damaged my arm for life. I cannot throw the way I used to. It's really sucks. And it hurts a lot. So when her and I throw, and by the way, softball is awesome. Softballs suck. They, they suck to throw. That's what, that's one of the reasons yeah. I have so much respect for these girls. Uh, soft balls suck. They're so big and bulky. It's in, yeah. it, it hurts my shoulder more. Anyways, I throw with her 
and I could keep up with her. And then you fast forward the clock and uh, it's getting kind of hard. And now it's legitimately at the point to where when we throw, she'll, she'll throw and we're probably, I, I don't even, we're, I don't know, dude, 50, 60 yards apart. She'll throw, it'll be right into my glove and I'll throw and I'll do it underhand so I can roll it to her. Like I'll literally, because I can't do it. I mean, I'm like, uh, but it makes me sad because I want to yeah. so bad to sometimes I will get um, almost too into wanting to make this memory. And I want my daughter to think I'm awesome at throwing a ball. I tell her, I'm like, I used to be good and I will give it everything I got. And she'll see me grimace. She'll be like, dad, stop. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she'll just, you have to stop, you know? And I'm like, I don't, but I want to be able to do this with you. It's yeah. so it's, ugh. well, there's something there too. Like you, you want to like be a hero. To oh your yeah, kids like you want your kids to look at, look up to you, or or think about you in these positive lights. You know, as they move on, and your memory, you know, starts to fade after you're gone. Like you want them to remember you a certain way, and and seeing you not be able to throw a ball. Yeah, you know that's gotta that's gotta hurt. You know, and I think um, one of the things we talked about, we actually touched just a little bit on this last podcast was. Uh, how having children changed us. Mm-hmm. And I want to kind of back up a little bit and talk a little bit about that because I, we made the, we were talking about us doing stupid things. If you didn't get the last podcast, you check it out. We <laughs> is great because we talked about all the stupid stuff Skiz and I have done in our lives. Um, but what we said was, you know, at some point in time we felt invincible in our, our early age. And then when we had kids, something inside of us changed to where uh, we were d- being more cautious. We were taking better care of ourselves, not making these decisions that would potentially lead in our deaths. You know, we wanted to be there for our kids and that change that I think that's, I think that's what you were kind of getting to when you said like, if somebody had told me how much I was going to yeah. like love, you know, these, I, I'm not, it, it would, it would definitely like get me thinking a little bit. And that is so, it is such a weird thing that happens that I I look back and I'm like, I almost feel like I was a different person. Like the day before my son was born and the day after I was two completely different people happens overnight. man. Yeah. And so I don't know. I just want to get your take on that. Like you, you had that happen to you earlier than, than I did. I was still 20 something, 22, maybe still fairly young to, to have kids. Yeah. But but you had that, you had it even younger. And so to, to have that enter your life at such a young age, I mean, and then have that change you. I mean, I couldn't imagine. No, you're right. Everything about my life at up until that moment was about me. Mm-hmm. It was about me. It was about, it was about my studies. It was about what I wanted my future to be about, about making whatever money I can to provide for me. Like it was all, it was, it was about me. And then once I had my son, I was like, wow, all just like that. And nobody had to tell me, but nothing's about me because, it, because if I, if I did everything for me in that moment, the way I was, it would have been a very empty feeling. So I was like, okay, right now it's all about, it's about him. Like everything's about him. I gotta, I guess, what, what can I do to make the best future for him? And what's fun, I have this is a good story. So when I, before I used to have long hair, we've talked about this before, really long hair. I was a drummer in a rock band. Give me a break. And I used to have long hair. Forgiven. Yeah. yeah. And uh, when I was going to become a dad, I was like, okay, I'm not, not that there's anything wrong with having long hair, but it was like, I'm going to, I'm going to cut my hair because I just, gonna just get do serious. It. I'm going to get a little serious. Let's, let's Short lock, hair. Yeah. Let's lock it up a little bit, <laughs> but I didn't cut it all the way. I cut it to like, like a little over chin length. Right. Cause it used to be pretty long. I cut it to a little over chin length. So it was still could hang in front of my face or whatever. I, I don't know why that was important to me, but here we are. <laughs> and, um, I was changing my son. He was just a baby. 
and I'm changing my son and uh, I like to tickle his little belly, you know, and I used to do this thing called failed rocket ship where I'd put my arm in the air and pretend there was this rocket ship taking off and I make all the noises. And as soon as I did that, he knew it's because it failed and here it comes. And it was just like this big old anticipatory, you know, yeah. tickle moment or whatever. So I'm changing my son. We're having our, our good time or whatever. And I go down and I give him like a, you know, a little on right here, you know, and as I do that, he reaches up, he's completely naked. He grabs my hair with his little hands. And and now he's got hold of my hair and just takes a piss in my face. <laughs> just starts pissing right in my face. And I'm just taking this hot stream into my face. And I didn't even think twice. I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna move. I'm worried I'm gonna hurt his little fingers. You know, that's what I was worried about. If I if I jerk my head up or whatever, I'm worried I'm gonna hurt his little fingers because he had a pretty good grip. His hair wrapped yes. around his Yes, yeah, he yeah. just has it like this. And so I just sat there, just took all the pee in my face, and I was all, wow. Yeah, I really care about him. You yeah. know, it's like I just let up. The, by the way, this is also one of his favorite stories to tell. I bet. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I the first time I changed my son, take his diaper off, you know, to change it or whatever, and it was that moment he decided he needed to to I poop maybe for the first time. I don't I don't know, but it, it felt it must have been because it 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 shot across the living room, like the second the diaper came off. Poop comes shooting across the living room. Uh, and I'm like, this is what being a parent is, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> like that's right. Cleaning up uh, poop for this on the carpet now. That's part of it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm lucky I dodged that one, actually. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know what? That's what's funny is how comfortable you get with fecal matter is almost disturbing. I, I, I was, I was another time I was changing them and I had just, I'd actually just washed and dried the uh, the liner on the changing table. So I just placed it down. I went to, you know, change him. And I got, I could, I also knew when he was about to poop or when he was about to, you just know it, right? And so I just diaper off and I'm, you know, cleaning him and I realized he's about to poop. And I, my my wife was there, who was my girlfriend at the time. I, I put my hand underneath and I caught all of his poop. And it was gross. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I just cleaned this. And she's like, you're you're holding all of his poop. And I was like, yeah, but just, I, all right, forget it. She's like, she's like, that's why we have these changing tables. But you just get so comfortable with it. Yeah. You just, you know, and that's, it, it ends up changing you to a point to where you don't even really recognize who you used to be. Yeah. You, you, when, you, when you're kind of, I don't, I, I'm trying to tread lightly on my word choice here. So, so bear with me mm-hmm. when you're doing it right, it should absolutely change you. And it is about them. And what I mean by that is, is don't worry about what other parents think of you. Don't worry about what other people think of your parenting. Make your focus the child. Make your focus yeah. them. And and just it, that's it. That's it. Make it about them. Make it about giving them more than, than you got and setting them up with more opportunities. Also, this is another one. And this is something I got directly from my parents. If I wanted to try something like this. I've talked about before how like money was a stressor, but mm-hmm. that was something my parents were unwavering on. Yeah. Is that if I wanted to try something like this, I was signed up for whatever that something Mine was. Mine too. Yeah. I, I, I remember when I wanted to become, uh, or I wanted to learn drums, you know, at that time it was like, okay, great. You got to buy a snare drum. And it was like over a hundred dollars or something like that. Yeah. And I knew money was, was tight but they were willing to do it. Yeah. And, and it was like, okay, geez, what has that led to? You know what I mean? Yep. Like so many experiences in my life um, have come from the fact that I started that journey drumming and my parents were the ones that like 
okayed that and found the money somehow, even when times were tight, to to buy me that snare drum, and and then off I go. Yeah, you know, I mean, my life was shaped so much from all the experiences I had in like drum corps and just learning music in general is great for for development. You know, like they there's been studies where like if you if you do like learn a musical instrument then you're going to do better in school and things like that. I remember mm-hmm. seeing studies about that back in the oh, day. Yeah. Hopefully it's still true, but I'm sure it is. Anyway, so like all that stuff set me on a path and it was all because my parents said, yes, we'll figure it out. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we'll, we'll get you, get you what you want. Again, it's like if I asked for an iPad or well, I, back then it wouldn't have been an iPad, but you know what I mean? If it was something like just because I want maybe not, not, a, right. not a yes. Right. But in this case, it was like, this is something, this is a hobby. This is something that's going to better him and the future and all the stuff. And they're willing to, to do it. I mean, same thing with like gymnastics with my, my daughter, you know, it was like, sh- she expressed interest in it. We we're like, yes, great. Hobbies are great. You know, especially ones that are going to keep you like physically fit. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good for, for kids to exercise in general, anyone to exercise, really get the blood flowing and it's good to, to learn new skills and compete. And then we look and we're like, Wow gymnastics is really expensive yeah you know yeah. and you know this same thing through softball because oh, yeah. you did club ball which is traveling and expenses and, and so like these activities definitely can uh be a big burden on the wallet sometimes but if you can manage in the end it's definitely worth it because like that journey my daughter took through gymnastics and like seeing her compete seeing her um get so much more confidence in herself yes. and learn these things and uh, be super proud to come home with medals around her neck and take that picture to send to grandma because she wanted you just ever the world to know yep. she accomplished something. And it was like, it was such a good thing for her. And I I would never take that away ever. You know, if I was down to my last penny, I would have, I would have put it in yeah. towards payment. You know? See, and that's the, the, in, in my wife and I are on the same page too is, and I mean, they're my our kids are growing old or whatever, but my, uh, my daughter did swim. She did gymnastics. She did dance. And then she landed on softball and just dug in. And if I have any regrets, it's actually that she didn't do a little bit more. And I mean, from an athletic standpoint, she, I, I wish, I wish I almost forced her into other sports, hmm. uh, just because from a, from an athletic standpoint, it's very beneficial to have a bigger palette when it comes to that. But when it came to softball, that's, she just wanted to focus on that, which is good, you know? And, and, and so my son too, my son did dance, my son did soccer, my son did football. And then believe it or not. So my wife is a cheer coach. Um, when he was still in high school, he actually ended up doing cheer and he's very strong. So he was able to, I mean, it actually was his girlfriend at the time. He could hold her in one hand while she stood on his hand. I saw a picture. She weighed like 40 pounds. Yeah. She's a, she's, she's a little (laughs) one. She's a little one. Uh, but he, but he really, you know, the, he got that exposure and that, and that is something, another thing that I'm kind of really big on is getting your kids involved. They gotta be, they have to like, this is. It's, it feels weird for me to say this stuff because maybe it's not for everybody, but your kid, they got to be involved. They have to be involved yeah. because if they're not involved in something, they're going to find something else. And, and, yeah, and, and that doesn't point. always go the way you would like it to go. Yeah. So it's one of those things to where we, that's what we said to our kids. Like you're going to have to, we tell them, do, you know, do what you want, pick what activity you want. You're going to do something. You have yeah. to be involved in something because you end up learning all these skills on what it is to uh, work with others, what it is to sacrifice for others, what it is to be part of a team, to put the team first. Like you end up learning these skill sets that are inevitable gems as you grow up in, in life. Right. And so now I'm watching my daughter do things that is just blowing my mind, blowing my mind. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, just to 
I'm trying to figure out how much detail I want to go in, but you know, she's back at school now and they just ran their mile and all the girls were expected to be at a certain benchmark. And my daughter, she, all she did was work out all summer. And so she just crushed it. She got her PR and ran her mile in six twenty seven, whatever it was. Jeez. And she was, I think the second fastest on the team, which is good. And I was proud of her this much. I'm holding my fingers about an inch apart. I was proud of her this much for that. I was very, I was very proud. That's a lot. But the next story, I was proud, like a, a yardstick. I, the next story is the other girls who had to do it. She was able to recognize when they were off pace and they weren't going to hit the times that they needed to not get in trouble. So she went and ran with them as like a pace car and was just like, you have to speed it up. You're at an eight ten right now. Like she ran with them and finished their miles with them to get them after she had finished, after she had finished. Wow. And she worked with another one of her teammates who did the same thing. Like, let's, I'm going to work with her. You go work with her. And I was like, whoa, kid. I'm like, that. that is that is leadership at its best. And she didn't even, and she said, oh, well, thanks. Like it wasn't, a, I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> but she learned what it is to make the team first to the point to where she even said to me, we're going to get ripped apart you know, because so many people didn't hit their goal. I'm like, but you hit yours. And she's like, doesn't matter. I'm on this team. We're going to get ripped apart. Yeah. I'm like, dude, she's amazing. Yeah, like that understanding. Yeah. And that's something that she learned along the way, mm-hmm. you know, thanks to all the things she had done. Yep. You know, I know that um, everyone's situations are different and not everybody can can afford to put their kids into like these very expensive programs. No, no, but no, I think there's I think there is enough things out there, you know, like to to do right like that that aren't like super expensive or whatever. And as I was thinking about, it, I'm like, all right, what are what are some things like that my kids have kind of like cycled through? Because that's another thing is. I found that sometimes it would feel almost frustrating when they would like try something for a week and then give up on it and then want to do something different, you know, mm-hmm. and then do something different. And now looking back at it, I might have been a little frustrated that that they were like not sticking with stuff. But at the same time, that was just them finding their way, you know, yeah. like finding their way. OK, I want to try um, art. Right. So, you know, get them some colored pencils or whatever, and they try it for a week and they decide, you know, it's not for me. Yeah. You know, I want to, I want to try an instrument. So we rent an instrument, they try it and they, you know, maybe play for a violin for a year or whatever. Actually, we had a violin that was handed down from uh, my wife's family. And so we were able to to have that for them. And so they tried it, T- did it for both my son and my daughter, tried it for like a year or two years and, and moved on. And it was like, that's fine. That's fine. That's totally fine. Like we have to be okay with that because eventually like they have to learn what they like and what they don't like. Mm-hmm. And something's going to resonate eventually. You just have to have patience. You know, like my, even my daughter the other day, I took her to Michael's, which is a arts and crafts store because she wanted to start doing crochet. And so we went and we picked up just a couple things so she could do the crocheting and she had some TikToks that she watched or whatever to learn how to do it. And, and so she knew what she needed to get. And she came home that day and she, she worked on it all day long and then came out and she was just super proud to like show us what she had done. Like, look, I did this. Like my first try, I did this. And we're like, wow, that's really, really good for your first try. And that just gave her again, kind of like gymnastics, like gives them that confidence boost to like try something new and, and see some success and be proud of what they've accomplished. And yeah, the more you can afford or, or be, enable your kids to do stuff like that, the better it is just, for them. Yeah. Go get uncomfortable. Go try things. That's I, I, I did soccer. Um, I did baseball, obviously. Um, I did basketball. I did all these sports. Like I said, when I wanted to try something, the only thing that I, my mom wouldn't let me try was football. So I have that whole. Because she didn't want you to get hurt. <clears throat> she didn't want me to get hurt. And so, and that's whatever, that's fine. But I probably would have 
sucked at it anyways, but I was, I, I liked <laughs> sports, but then I got into the drumming thing and that was, that was my softball, right? I was just like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And what did I, I ended up going a great distance with that and, you know, all the different bands I was in and all that stuff and uh, teaching places. I found my place, but if, if they just turn in a blind eye to every time I had an interest that would not have gone well. And I think you bring up a good point. All that stuff I talked about was it, you know, it, it cost next to nothing to do it, right. it, because it was, it was, it was rec ball. Obviously when it came mm-hmm. to the drumming thing, it was just, I, I maybe have some drumsticks, you know, and then oh, some lessons they did pay for lessons. They were very, very cheap lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I think about it, my like I the biggest move my parents made was when they actually bought me a drum set, which was huge for me. Huge. Yeah. I remember and, going through the same thing with my parents because yes, it's dude. not cheap. It's not even cheap. if even if you get something off I got of a like, u- yeah, we got a used, used one yeah. and and no name brand, it's still yeah. not cheap. I think it was like like three hundred and fifty dollars mm-hmm. for this drum set, which I mean, you can really get up there in price if you're not careful, but it was a used drum set and it was like $350 and oh my God, that just became my life. That's all. You know what I mean? I was like, it was such a huge gift to me that I was like, this thing will not collect dust. And so that, so here we are. And I was able to cut a couple albums on my band and all that stuff. And it was just felt amazing, but it gave me the confidence that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And while there was that one purchase, there was, it was the, it was their time is really, I mean, it was their time taking me everywhere. The the drum set story, I remember it like it was yesterday because it was, I was in the same situation where I like really wanted a drum set and you know, money was tight. And so we, my parents like found something on Craigslist that was like affordable and yeah, it wasn't going to be top of the line. And I was okay with that. I just wanted a drum set. And I remember my mom being like, okay, I found something that, that we can afford and it, but it's, it's a bit of a drive. And so we drove, I was in the car with my mom for like an hour to Mm -hmm. go, to go look at this. Like we were just going to look right to see if it was something. And it was like after an hour long drive to get there, I was like. I feel like we have to get it now because we drove all this way, you yeah. know. But luckily, you know, for us, we got there, and it was it was exactly what I was looking for. It was going to be be just fine for me. Yeah. Um, but like that, just memory of being in the car with my mom for an hour to go look at this drum set so that she could give me something I wanted, mm-hmm. you know, uh, st- stuck with me. It's a it's a memory that I'll never forget. And like those are the things that we're talking about. Like those memories are the ones that like. You, you nobody can take it away from you but if you if you didn't have that time and you didn't spend time to make those memories then that's it you know so really cherish that time i guess is yeah. what i'm getting at because yeah like i said before it's like i wonder how many things i missed out on because i overworked myself during yeah. a crucial stage you know i mean like i'm talking when my kids were like 8 to 18 I I was like heads down into work and and didn't spend a ton of time with them. And I feel like I could have done more, you know? Yeah. And that's okay to have that level of reflection. You're also aware that all that extra work is going to be able to provide something that, that is not easy to provide for a lot of people. And and that's, so it's kind of a give and take, unfortunately, but um, what you, and now I'm talking to you impulse, I'm talking to you. Time's not up, dude. You know what I mean? There's, there's still plenty. I mean, you have a, you have a little one in there and your kids are still relatively young Mm and there's, they're growing up, but the time's not up. And also, like I said, in the beginning, it never stops. You know what I mean? So like I, I'm taking this as I need to, 
I even said to my wife, I'm like, I need to get over myself and go work out with him. I need to get over the fact because you, you, you hit it. It's, it's not like he's going to have a miserable time because I'm not as strong as him. That, that's not what's going to happen. He's going to love the fact that we're doing this. And he yeah. asked me to do it. And I keep saying no, because I'm too embarrassed. It's not a good reason, but it is, it is the reason. Yeah. And breaking so your own rules. I'm breaking my own rule and it eats me alive because yeah. I, I, I hold on to that rule so aggressively. I do. And this is like the one blemish on it. <laughs> and yeah. it has to do with fitness. Which no, that's so a good sad. point you made though. Like that, that, oh, I missed those. I, I missed some time in that 10 years or whatever. And I could make up for it. I make up for it best I can now. You know, there's no getting it back, but you can change and you can, you can try to spend more time. I wonder how much my parents feel that way too, because I remember my dad, he, he was out of town a lot. Like he worked for companies that weren't even in the same city and we'd see him like on the weekend or every other week, um, it, you know, just, just on the weekend days or whatever. And I think maybe, uh, I, this is the way I see it. I think maybe he came to that same realization too, that I've come to recently where, oh man, I missed a lot. And, uh, he, a couple years ago, when we moved into this house about five years ago, he spent a lot of time with me. We renovated the inside of this house when we moved in, like, because it, it was old school, like we needed new cabinets and stuff like that. And he knew how to do this stuff. My dad's really handy. <laughs> he's mm. really handy. And so he's like, let me come and I'll save you some money on this renovation. Because if you hire it out, it's going to be a lot of money. If I come, I can be kind of a foreman for it and, and do a bunch of work myself. And really what happened was. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, really what happened. Well, I mean, yeah, thankful for his, his skills yeah. and his time, of course. But he came and we ended up spending like every day together for weeks and i was like this is this is it like this is it this is this is like making up for some lost time because he worked so hard just yeah. to make ends meet back in the day that he had to also sacrifice that family time but it's not over because here he is now spending all this time with me during this project and we still spend a lot of time together and um and teaching me things and like still and i and i'm like at that point getting you know mid 30s upper 30s and my dad's still able to teach me stuff and still be a parent yeah so it doesn't end like no. It never ends. Twenty dude. years from now, he still might be teaching me stuff. You know, he needs to teach me some stuff. Like, <laughs> he does, he is a handy he is, dude. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He does a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got. And I remember watching that too. I, I remember watching him. I, I actually I was here just to help you guys lift a wall. At one point, there was a wall that he was putting in, and I think I came over just to help you guys lift it or something. And I remember watching. I think I even said to him, "I'm like, how do you know how to do this? Like, what? what how? How do you know how to do this? Like, yeah. this is so impressive." And he was like, "Ugh." Like, he's just one of those guys, you know what I mean? Nah. But I think I've been he, doing this since I was three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think it was just about, you know, just being there in, in any any capacity. It doesn't have to be what other people did. It just needs to be something. It just, yeah. and it, and it's uh, the, the whole it never stops thing. It doesn't, it, it is a changing dynamic, but you nailed it when you're like, now my daughter is further away and it just, it, she's so far away that I, like I said to my wife the other day, I was like, if she ever, if she needs me, I, I, it's going to take me like a day and a half to get there. Like yeah. at the best, you yeah. know what I mean? You can't, you don't, you can't just go into, into an airport be like, hey, I'm going to New York. They're going to be like, good luck. I'm going to put you on standby. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it doesn't work that way. So that I just, so I don't know. I, I wish I'm actually looking for advice on how to deal with that. Cause I deal with this poorly. 
You know what I mean? I, yeah, I mean, I, well, the one thing that we do have on our side now is technology has yeah. come such a long way. So you say, oh, I need to be there. I mean, unless you actually do need to physically be there in person to take care of something, um, you know, if if it's just her looking to her dad for advice on, on something or, or wanting to even just vent at the end of a bad day, yeah. you can jump on a, a FaceTime call or whatever and still see each other and still communicate yeah. in a way where you can, because we talked about this too, the importance of of in our communication or conversation topic, how facial expressions and stuff are very important. And so the fact that we can now have video calls, yeah. you know, whether it's zoom or whatever, yeah. right. Like that's huge. Cause you can almost still be there. I mean, it's definitely brought the it's whole world closer. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's so funny there's because that's so important to me being able to see and all that we'll be FaceTiming and she'll just like put her phone down on the table. So I was just looking at the, the ceiling. I'm like, I, Honey, I can't see your face. <laughs> you know, it's like, she's like, well, I can hear you. I'm like, well, then just do a, an audio call then. I was like, I got to see your face. And then she props it up so I can see her. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, it's, it's, I don't, I definitely don't have all the answers. I don't, I feel like I have next to none of them. I just know that some of the, my own like fundamental rules, my silver bullets of this whole thing is when they, they want your time to create a memory. The answer is always yes. Huge. Uh, they are first, your goal should be able to provide them more than what you were provided. And they've they got, they need exposure and they, they got to be involved yeah. in exposure. They got to be involved. And at the end of the day, don't care about what other people think of your parenting. Only just, just you, you know what you should be doing. You yeah. Know yeah. I mean? Nobody's going to know your kids more than you. Yeah. Like know what they need. Yeah. you know, to be successful. And, and yeah, so uh, do, do, do it the way you want to do it. And, um, but like there are some, like you said, there's some tips in there. Like I constantly think about your just say yes to creating moments with your kids. Like anytime now my kids say, can we go to the park? Can we go to the mall with, you know, can can we go do something with you? Mm. That comes to my mind now where before you would ever talk to me about that, I probably would have just been like, no, I don't want to do that. You know, and it's selfishness stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like I don't feel like going to the park. Where now it's like that comes into my head every time my kids ask. And I'm like, yes, we'll go to the park. That's awesome. You know what I mean? So that's changed me, just that little bit of advice. So I'm glad that you were able to share that in this podcast because hopefully that will resonate with others as well as much as it did with me. But that's the super good point. Next time we record a podcast, I want you to ask me if I worked out with my son. Ooh. And I will tell you the truth. And okay. if I like this, so now this is this and, and ask me how it went. <laughs> so, cause uh, that, like I said, this wait, is, what if, what if it's time to do the podcast and you can't come over because your legs are too sore? <laughs> Dude, I'm, you're not wrong. <laughs> That's the thing. I got to be careful. Cause he will put me into a space where I'm like, I can't move now. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I even working out with my dad, I went out and worked out with my daughter and she whooped my butt and I'm like, geez, <laughs> man, how old am I? Yeah. So you got to do that for the next one. I drummed on my stream yesterday. I'm sore from it. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm in, I, I know what you're, I know what you're feeling too. I went to the battle of Saratoga, the battle. And I, I, I did a hike at the battle of Saratoga and I felt it in my calves. Like, are you kidding me? I walk every day, every day. I walk a couple miles, but this one had a little bit of the hill in it. You know what I mean? Come on. Yeah. Get it yeah. sorted. 
Well, this was a this was a good topic. It was a fun topic. People have been asking for it, and um, like like we kind of stated from the beginning, like we don't feel like we're. Uh, you know, we, we do feel like we're good parents, but we don't feel like we have all the answers no. because it, we, we can't. Everybody's situation is different. Um, and so we can't presume to not understand what everybody's going through and, and stuff with their kids. But uh, this is just some things that we've had that worked for us and some thoughts on and our reflection on the, the way that parenting has gone for us. But we wanted to wrap things up by asking our audience for something. Yeah. Um, basically, so this this topic actually came from a, from multiple comments saying, hey, can you guys talk about parenting? But I think t- we want to take it a step further and actually say, hey, why don't you guys give us some of your questions that you would like us to answer and talk about on the podcast? And maybe our next podcast, we'd actually just kind of focus on like a Q&A session, yeah. you know, not like full topic uh, podcast topics necessarily, but just questions you would like us to, to give answers to. Yeah. You know? yeah. So my, my mom, she's so funny. Gosh, I love my mom. And she's like, so do people call in? And then she's asked this several times. I'm like, no, mom, it's not live. This is. <laughs> Hi, this, this is Bob. Yeah. The- <laughs> Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's not live. It's not a radio. It's a podcast. It's not a radio show. And uh, she's like asked me a couple times or whatever, but the premise of Q and A is very is very synonymous with that, right? Q and A is a sort of a way of people calling in. It's just going to have a it's a little bit more delayed. delayed. So, yeah. so take that, please take that into account exactly what he was talking about, yeah. right? We want to hear your your questions, from you. right? From you. It doesn't. It I can doesn't. Look at the camera this time from you. That's right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I want a point. <laughs> so that's good. I'm looking forward to seeing those questions. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know like what what people will, will even ask. I, you know, is it like what's your favorite color? What's your you know pineapple on pizza? That's kind of, yeah. Let's. I think we're going to get more detailed questions. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. Go get, go ahead and do. It. it doesn't mean that we're going to answer every single one of yeah, them. Yeah, that's, that's true too. But but do it. Put it out there uh, in, in the comments section. Let us have a peek at it. Maybe we can make that a thing that we do every once in a while. Every once in a while, yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. Especially if we got a lot of questions out there, we can kind of grab some for another time. So, yeah. all right, yeah. Please do that in the comment section, or if you're on whatever other platforms like Spotify and stuff. I don't know how you do it. Leave. Leave some sort of comment if you can. I don't know how that stuff works. I and know. It, <laughs> we still don't know what we're doing. It's yeah. a month. It's we're over a month in. We're, we're still professionals. Out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, uh, hopefully this was another enjoyable one. I had it was. fun. That was always fun. Yeah, it's always fun. And All right. We'll, we'll be back in next week. I'll see you next time.